what we call the water cooler. I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the water cooler for March. Um, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, Equa, uh, recognize them for their putting on their support in the question um, that I think that uh, we always really have to worry and to struggle with is um, are we doing everything customers make them feel special? Because if we're not, that we are simply going through the motions. We can't be doing that. We just can't go through the motions because if we're going through the motions, we're going to lose our patience. Patients are going to not tolerate being treated like a number. We really do need to make sure that we are indeed making our patients feel special. Well, the best way of making people not feel special is to ignore them and to take them for granted. And we can't be doing that. We can't just assume that people are going to naturally keep coming through our door because that's what they want to do. Make them feel like they want to come to our dental practice. Dentistry is a grudge buy. It's a difficult product to sell. And if we're not selling ourselves, then we're certainly doing ourselves a disservice. I guess the best way of making your loyal customers feel special is to start at the start of every day. We'll start at the start of the week. Look who's coming in. Know who's coming in, not just what they're coming in for, but know that who they are. Know their backstory. Tell their backstory to the team. How long have they been a patient of the practice? Remember when you ring American Express and they say, it's written on the bottom of your car, your customer since 1984. Why can't we say that to our patients? That's just an open-ended question. Get the patient talking about why they keep coming back, what they like about coming to the dentist. Get the praise, milk the praise out the patient. Make them feel special. Ask them. Remember, how do we make anybody feel special? We spend time with them. How do small children spell love? They spell it T-I-M-E. Don't just plonk the patient down in a chair. Don't just say to them, won't be too long, just take a seat when they arrive. Do that. Motion them towards the seat that you want them to sit in and say, make yourself comfortable. Ask them a question. How's your day been so far? Ask them another question. I'm just about to make myself a cup of coffee. Can I make you one as well? Make them feel special. Spend time with them. When they're brought down to the treatment room, don't just come out and call their name. Know who's out there in your client lounge. Know what they're sitting in. Know what they're dressed in. Walk over to them. Greet them personally. Hi, Betty. My name's Kyra. I'll be working with Dr Moffat today. How's your day been so far? Ask her if you could coat. When you get it down to the treatment room, motion to the, let me take your things, let me pop your handbag over here on this chair. Let me hang your coat, let me take your umbrella. You're going off to see the Eagles in concert. You're going off to see Celine Dion in concert. Your daughter, since we last had you in, let's talk about them, talk about their family. How are your children going? How are your grandkids? Where do they live? How, how, how often do you see them? Spend time with your patients. Make them feel special. But know who's coming in. 
know their backstory and look in advance for any above and beyond experiences that you can perform that will really wow your patients. And above and beyond experience is a random act of heroism providing legendary service to the customer. A random act of heroism. If they feel that they are the beneficiary of something to them that feels random, they'll love you. But more importantly, if they feel that they're the beneficiary of something that is indeed very special, they also will be in awe at the amount of care because they don't get this. They don't get this attention. They're doctors. They don't get it at most places. It's very rare that people get attention. People are just perceived as customers. We like to believe our friends and they come to us for the tree, and when they come for their dentistry, we pay them. So we've got to look for these things that we can do that make people feel special. What do we do at our dental practice that can make people special? One, we can call them by their name. Remember their name, use their name regularly during, and if you have difficulty remembering their name, get your dental assistant to write the patient's name in a post-it note, and then as the chair's going back, just pop that post-it note on the bib on the shoulder so that you've got the patient's name right there in front of you. When the chair comes up, you can easily lift the post-it note off the bib. But being able to call somebody by their name with them so much. Dale Carnegie said that a man's name to him is the, is the sweetest sound in the language. Their name, recognise their name and use it off. What else can we do in the treatment room? You're giving your patients a warm towel at the end of every treatment. The reason I ask this is because most dentists don't do this. Most dentists, the patient just wipes their face on the bib, which may have blood and other excrement on it from the procedure. Isn't it nice when you go to a Chinese restaurant and they bring you out a warm towel? Nice when you get on a plane and they give you a spirit of care in our dental office. But we've got to back it up. I know when I go to my hairdresser, when I was going to my hairdresser, I asked for a cup of tea or a glass of water, they'd bring it on a on a plate with a little biscuit, a little wafer as well. It's got to be complete, be complete, feel special. Got to know about them. My hairdresser fell down recently in the 40 minutes before my appointment, they rang and said that he'd had a family emergency and they needed to cancel my appointment. They never rang me back. They never rang me back to reschedule. They never rang me back to tell me what the emergency was. Tell me that everything was okay. So the little acts of kindness aren't sufficient if you're going to drop the ball big time in those sort of situations. Connect with your patients. Make them feel important. It was Mary Kay Ash who said, everybody out there is walking around with a sign around their neck, an invisible sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. You talk to them about them, not about you. You listen to them to understand. You don't listen to them to respond. 
Some people are too busy planning their response that they don't even hear the conversation that's coming at them. When you're speaking with your patients, when you're socialising with your patients, when you're connecting, when you're visiting with your patients and spending time with them, just ask them questions. What have you been up to? How's your golf going? What are you doing at Christmas time? What have you got planned for the weekend? How was your weekend? How's your week been so far? Ask some questions where they can respond and give you more information to ask further questions. Ask them questions. Spend time with them. Don't just offer them platitudes. Won't be too long, just take a seat. Don't say that. See you again, have a nice day. Don't be personalise all discussion with them. See you, Betty, thanks for coming by. See you next time. Look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. And Betty, thanks for coming in today. It was a pleasure seeing you. Really enjoy your company. Thank you. Thanks for being a loyal patient since 1985. It's not difficult to connect with your patients. You've just got to do the homework. You've just got to build stories. You've got to know those backstories. You've got to share those backstories. Everybody's got to be in on those backstories. Because if you like the patient and if you come out and say you like the patient and the patient likes you back, guess what they're going to do? They're going to come back more often, accept treatment more readily. They're going to spend more on their treatment. They're going to refer more people. You're going to be happy when you call them and say, look, we've had a change in our book. We have a, an opening. As soon as we saw that opening, we thought we'd better get Betty in. It's all about time. It's all about connection. A friend of mine was talking about her, um, one of her specialists who she goes to. She's been a specialist for something like five or six years. Staff there still don't know who she is. Don't you find that when you go to your radiologist? They don't know who you are. They don't know that you've been going there for 17 years. They don't care. Nobody cares. The only people who know all that information are Microsoft, Apple and Google, Amazon. Sometimes we frown at the collection of data about us. On the flip side, sometimes it's an, it annoys us that we be customers of people for so long and yet they don't know who we are. My copywriter said that his dentist in Florida, he said he wouldn't know who I was if I walked up to him in the supermarket and I spat in his face. He wouldn't know who I was. He said when he comes in, he doesn't even acknowledge me. Just looks at my teeth and off he goes. So when it was time for my copywriter's wife to get some veneers, guess where they took her? Not to his dentist. They went and found another dentist who was further away because this guy didn't care. He didn't make the patient feel important. Just made him feel like a number. He said he wouldn't know what I did. He wouldn't know who I was. He comes in, looks at my teeth and off he goes. What about when your existing patients arrive? Again, we've got a run sheet. We have a schedule when coming. When 11 o'clock, a lady's going to walk in that door and her name could be Betty because that's what we've got on our schedule. And we get ready to greet by name. Greet her before she greets us. It's called beat the greet. Can we beat the greet? Can we greet her rather than her have to come in, ding a bell, 
a name because nobody knows or she perceives that nobody knows who she is. Can we beat the greet? Can we do that? Better still, can we remember how they have their coffee, how they have their tea? Another one of my hairdressers used to ask me, would you like a cup of coffee? How do you have it? I used to joke, I said, it's written on my card. They didn't have cards. They didn't keep files. One of my patients, he used to like his coffee, one and a half sugars stirred in an anti-clockwise direction. We knew it, recognition. Making sure that they understand that we know about them, that we care about them. I mentioned too about not leaving patients unattended. Somebody's coming in for some work, they get brought down to the treatment room, and the dental assistant leaves them. Have things set up before the patient comes in so that you can spend time with them, so that you don't have to leave them alone. Don't ever leave a paying customer alone. They're paying money. They deserve attention. Why would it cost money to have staff? We don't have money for staff to be sitting around. Well, guess what? Your staff are going to be sitting around because you won't have patients if you don't spend the time with the patient, visiting the patient. When the patient gets called and is brought down to the treatment room, that person stays with the patient until the doctor comes in. If they need something, they look out for somebody else or they have a method of contacting somebody else who can come in and ask maybe a light or a buzzer or a beeper. But our prime concern is to never leave a patient unattended. From the back to the front without a human being there, not electronically or digitally. Imagine that, a patient comes out and you say, look, I've just got to wait and see what comes up in the computer. Why not have a dental assistant come out and say, hi Jane, today for Betty, Dr Moffat did three fillings. Two of them were quite large and deep down near the nerve because that's where the decay was. How's Jane gonna know how deep the fillings are, she's just looking on the computer and just sees two item numbers, two codes. She won't know the depth, the difficulty. She sees on the computer that the doctor, Betty's gonna understand that we care. So it's all about spending time thinking of ways of going that extra mile, going above and beyond, giving them an experience, having your standards as experiential rather than operational and knowing that if a defect occurs we have a service defect that we can kick into action a service recovery plan without having to say look i better check with the doctor and just see have a plan if this happens this is what we do very very important to make sure that everybody knows the plan we certainly don't make our patient feel special if we then blame to any treatment well, you've lost your crown well you didn't keep your appointment on when you started eating on it too soon, not good enough for reasons. We don't do that. Oh, your crown's broken? Come on in, let's have a look. Let's see how we can fix it. Really, really important. Really important. To make the patient feel special. Make them feel understood. So if the patient has a crown break, what do we do? We don't apportion blame. We just get the issue fixed. So Anybody got any questions at this point in time? It's just a matter of culture. Just remember, 
We can have the best dental systems in the world. If we've got no patients, we've got no business. How do we get patients? How do we keep patients? Make them feel special. Make them feel important. What are we going to do? Pamper them. Love them to death. Offer them things. Would you like a cool drink? Would you like a hot drink? Would you like a warm towel? Would you like a heat pack? What are we going to do? What are we going to do to make it different from other dental practices that they go to? Other dental practices where they get up and walk out of the treatment room and the doctor still got his head in the computer punching in information when he should be spending that time talking with the patient. Really, really to build that culture in every team member. Everybody has that culture. Everybody has that belief. Everybody on the team has to be seen from this. Everybody on the team needs to know exactly what the purpose of the business is. And the purpose is to provide exceptional service so that our patients stay, pay and refer. They stay as our patients, they complete their work, they refer their friends. Because that reduces our marketing, it builds our brand and our brand is care. And a brand of care will survive in time. Our brand of caring for people and being known our service will always bring in new patients we learn a lot about that patient that patient then feels us as a friend they feel us as their friend not as the executioner dentist but their friend who just happens to perform dentistry on them how can we do that spend time know your patients know all about your existing patients get to know your new existing patients don't make them feel that you're a busybody and don't make them feel that you don't care about them by talking about yourself talk about their family talk about their occupation talk about what they like to do in their spare time their recreation talk about their dreams and desires where do they want to go what would they like to do don't talk weather talk about the effects of the weather but don't talk about the weather suddenly get cold just a minute you don't like the cold oh no i love the sun i'm a sun lover where do you like to go Get it off the weather and on to F-O-R-D. just been raining a while. Sounds like it's been it's got golf. We're playing in the wet. It's horrible. I've got gardening to do. I've got things to plant. What are you planting? How long's your garden been like that? Get to know them. What about time? Can't believe it. It's Easter already. It's Christmas already. Won't be long that it'll be Christmas. The year's just gone so quickly. Well, the year doesn't go quickly. The year goes the same 365 days. Once every four years, they give us an extra day. But other than that, it's the same. So if somebody says, I can't believe how quickly the year's gone, say, sounds like you've been busy. What do you mean? But don't get into banter about talking about time or weather. Two people talking about time, two people talking about weather. If you were a drone or a fly on the wall, You'd be horrified at that level of conversation. It's gestation. It's not a it's not an intellectual conversation. Get the conversation back about them, their interests. What are they doing? Where do they want to go? What's their family like? How long have they been spend time with them? Make them feel special. Understand who they are, what they do. Don't be guilty of treating strangers. Treat them as if they are your best friend, come to visit. The most difficult thing about making people feel special is making is doing it consistently. Getting your team to 
do it consistently. It's like keeping a clean house. It's like keeping a clean car. You get into the routine of doing these things, known for your service. And your team gets known for their service. Things change. Things really, really change. Our next water cooler series for the ultimate patient experience will be on Monday, the 8th of April, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Actually, I do have one question. You're talking about getting your team to be consistent. How do you go about that? What kind of rewards, incentives? Good question, Lula. I think, um, I think the, the obvious incentive is for the whole team is that the consistency that is applied results in schedule and appointment books. The reason people, the reason people don't make more appointments, one of the reasons they don't like the, the people in the practice. It's very hard to turn down an appointment with somebody that you like. Doesn't matter the, the, the logic of needing the treatment, if they don't like you, they're gonna make up an excuse, oh, I'm not coming back. We know what it's like, we're socializing with them. And so the team's gotta know that they have to raise that communication bar. There's trouble, There's tr everybody in the team has the authority to recognise defects in the system. Now, you can't have patients sitting in rooms alone. You can't sit out in the client lounge while two staff members are sitting on the other side of a desk having a private conversation not involving the patient. Those are the things that, that make people want to leave. I went to a specialist medical practice where while I was there, Somebody arrived for work on a later shift, came in and the first thing they did was for everybody in the room, in, in the practice where they had to go out to get the coffee. And while they were doing that, somebody in the practice forgot I was waiting for my appointment. And so my appointment was forgotten about. I went up, I said, excuse me, I, I think um, my appointment was at such and such a time because they were too busy worried about their coffees. So you've got to remove the distractions and get the focus back on the people. That's what we're paid. we're paid. We're not paid to go and get coffee. If that's our driver, when we go to work, oh, I need to get through the day, job. We've got to make sure that we're there for the people. Find out who's coming in, find out their story. My, my best patient had three jobs while I treated him. He was a postman, he was a storeman, he was a garbage man, my most loyal patient. After I left my practice in 2014, the end of 2014, I think it was in 2006, I saw his name on a, um, a group, a historical group on Facebook, and I requested him to be my friend. He said, said I feel so honoured that you would want to be my friend now that I'm not your patient. And I said, but of course, we loved you coming in. I said, you're our favorite patient. In backstory, but whenever his name appeared in the schedule and we saw his name in the schedule at our morning huddle, we'd say that this would be my instruction. Russell's coming in today. Whatever, we've got to find out what it is, what keeps him coming back. He doesn't suit our demographic, but he keeps coming back. Whatever we're doing for him, now what we're doing, 
That's what we've got to do for everybody. Our driver was that we have to make everybody feel as special as we're making Russ feel, and we've got to make everybody special than the time they were in the day before. And so the incentive is, incentive is that we just want to, that we're not coasting. We're not thinking hump day Wednesday and thank God it's Friday. Why should the last patient on Friday have everybody thinking thank God it's Friday compared to the patient who's coming in on Tuesday? I certainly Friday. I'd want them to think, oh, I'm so glad David's come in to see me today. I'm going to look after him. And that's the reason why we we have to hire the right people. It's the 80-20 rule. 20% of the people who who are out there are right people to come and work for us. 20% of the population are the right people that we want to treat. We don't have to be everything to everybody. We turn some employees into great employees, but we can find the great employees who want to do this, just like we can find the top 20 who value good, good dentistry and good service. And you can do that anywhere. You know, I did it in a working class part of Sydney, but as good as I was at doing it, there was people in even more difficult socioeconomic areas of Sydney with people earning less because they provided them with service. They didn't treat them like a number, a human being. They listened. They spent time with them, T-I-M-E. And so you just got to find the people who are going to do that. Who are the people who know how to draw a conversation out of somebody? Because they won't remember what you did for them. They won't remember, always remember how you made them feel. That's, that's the most important thing. Always, they're the most important person. They're, you've been waiting all day just for them to come in. When they say to you, how's your day been? You say, I've been so looking forward to your appointment, to seeing you today. You say, oh, you should have seen that mouth on that person too before you. Well, the tooth I have to pull out. No, I don't want to know that. I just want to know that they're the most important person for the next hour. Really, really important. I hope that answers your question, Lila. Yes, it does. It's a, it's a culture more than a, a system. You know, you just can't say to people what to do. You've got to sit them down and say, this is how I expect you to behave. After I left my office, you know, I, 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 um, because I was going to have surgery uh, on my shoulder, I, between the time I left my office and, and um, the time that the shoulder surgery was happening, um, I, I worked a couple of days a week at a dental office near my home and I couldn't believe how badly the, the staff treated. Like, you know, they'd come and they'd say, your next patient's here. And I'd say, oh, bring her in. And I'd give them what I thought was a minute, you know, to seat them and just greet them, visit with them. I'd walk into the room and there's a the patient sitting there just looking at a blank wall and um, no dental assistant. And I'm the only dentist working there that day. So the dental assistant didn't have anything else to do but spend time with that patient. And here's a patient going to spend, and they're basically dumped in a room and left alone. And you can't talk common sense to people who that is acceptable by customers. You can't have, while you're treating with patients, that somebody comes into your treatment room while you're treating a patient, what's your uniform size? They're ordering the uniforms today. What's your uniform size? And there's a time and a place. Who's paying for the time while you're paying for your time? 
that patient's got to feel like they're the most important person. I have clients who tell me that they have staff who new staff come to work with them and they want to have a chat. Now, the patient's mouth's down there, but the staff wants to talk to the dentist. But the, you know, if I'm the patient, I want to make sure that my dentist's concentrating. I'd rather hear silence. I don't want him distracted thinking about what's he going to do for the weekend, talking about his kids. How was your school concert last night? And I have people in the purpose, understand the culture. So I hope that's been a beneficial water cooler for people. I've really enjoyed sharing philosophy. Certainly built me a very successful business by spending time with people. Much easier to keep a patient than to find one, build a rapport with a new patient. Much easier to keep an existing patient. That's it. I'll see everybody next month, Monday the 8th of April, 8 o'clock Eastern time, for the next episode of the Ultimate Patient Experience Water Cooler Series. Again, I'd like to thank Equa Marketing for their support in this project. Really great to have. I'm really enjoying sharing how I built a successful practice providing an ultimate patient experience. So if anybody's got any questions for me, you can um, always send me an email, david at com. That's david at com. And uh, look forward to seeing you again next month.